before and after review time in association with Leo's Average Thoughts and the Winnie Arch Company. It is I, Leo Archibald, also known as Leo the Average, or also known as A, that dude over there, or A, you, whichever one you want to call me, because most likely I will respond. Self-confidence level is at a low. Um, This is, like I said before, and after reviews. I don't know if it's self-explanatory or not, but when I'm reviewing movies, I'm going to give you my thoughts before the flick so basically what i'm expecting of it or anything i feel like is going to happen or predict whatever i'm gonna tell you that before and then after after i seen the movie i'm gonna let you know how i felt about it and all that regular review jazz and then give you my uh my rating of it so we'll discuss the rating at the end of this joint but anyways the movie on the mind this time around is spider-man far from home so before Going into Spider-Man Far From Home, I'm expecting nothing but greatness. Marvel has spoiled us as of late, and as of late, I mean almost their entire MCU run MCU run with greatness. Only movies that were subpar, uh, Thor Dark World, but I would still call it a good movie. Um, Iron Man 2, but I'd still call it a good movie. And uh, I'm really blanking on the other ones. So even though those movies were subpar in the MCU realm of things, they're still good movies. But yeah, I just expect greatness from the MCU and I expect greatness from Spider-Man because every time we've seen Spider-Man on the big screen when it comes to the Marvel Cinematic Universe has been greatness, whether it's his role in Captain America Civil War or Avengers Infinity War or, you know, his little nugget in Avengers Endgame or, you know, his solo joint Spider-Man Homecoming, all greatness. So I'm expecting nothing but greatness just because that's what I expect from Marvel. Tom Holland, I expect him to do his typical Tom Holland as Peter Parker, uh, Thug Fizzle. And that's to be the 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 true embodiment of what a Peter Parker Spider-Man character should be. Looking and acting like he's in high school and being in high school, all that good jazz, but also just being your your your, your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, have that childlike persona i just expect him to carry over everything that he had from homecoming and all his other times as peter parker into this jake gyllenhaal is joining the the soiree and i can't wait because jake gyllenhaal is definitely top two actor of all time and so since the goat is stepping up to the plate i expect greatness from the villain in this movie hopefully he actually turns out to be the villain i know they're not going to make him a a quote-unquote ally of Spider-Man this whole time. So I'm expecting Jake Gyllenhaal to bring his typical Jake Gyllenhaalness, whether he's wearing a fishbowl on his head or not, where he's whether he's wearing a cape or not. I expect greatness. I'm just gonna go and say he's probably gonna be the best villain of the year. Predictions. That's what I'm making. That's what I do. He's best villain of the year. It's going to happen. Stamp it. Um. Yeah, I mean, I'm just expecting great, great Marvelness. Is that a word? Don't know, but I'm expecting great marvelness. I'm expecting a great twist, you know, on the on similar to the what they did in uh, Spider-Man: Homecoming with uh, Vulture being the dad of what's her name? Liz? Is that the little girl name in the movie? Yeah, Liz. Even though I, I spoiled that twist beforehand, still in the scheme of things, if I wasn't spoiled, that'd have been a great twist. So I'm expecting a great twist, great action moments, great. Spider-Man action moments as in, you know, nothing grandiose, but in the realm of him being this 16-year-old or 15-year-old, whatever he is now, 
his type of level action where it's still a struggle for him, but he's able to reach in his bag of heroicness and pull out a victory. I'm expecting Samuel L. Jackson to be typical Samuel L. Jackson, whether he's Nick Fury or not. I don't know, no matter how big his role is or not. Um, great story, great emotional aspect to the flick, especially with the fallout from Tony Stark, a.k.a. Iron Man, sacrificing his life to save the world and how that affected Peter Parker since that was like his father figure. So I'm expecting all that. John Watts, I'm expecting to, you know, bring nothing but uh, greatness to the directing chair and whatnot. I'm expecting laughs. I mean, this is all I expect from Marvel movies. So I could have shortened this up and just kept it at I'm expecting Marvel movies to do what Marvel movies does. But I decided to, you know, really go in detail for you. So that is what I'm expecting from Spider-Man Far From Home. And when it comes to them post-credit scenes that we'll finally be getting back because we took a break from it from Avengers Endgame a couple months ago, I'm expecting it to tease the future of the MCU because I know they're going to be doing it here at the Comic-Con in San Diego, which uh, if somebody want to start a Kickstarter for me to finally get there one day, much appreciative. But, um, yeah, maybe those post-credit scenes maybe tease something that we have no clue about or maybe even Black Widow or maybe the Eternals, something, just something. Or maybe even, you know, probably get something more related to Spider-Man. But I would like to see something unrelated to Spider-Man just because I'm waiting on pins and needles for some official announcements. But, yeah. So that's what I'm expecting from Spider-Man Far From Home. Guess we're going to see how all that actually turns out. But really, I don't. I can probably go ahead and do the review now because my Marvel bias ain't going to let me say anything below good. I can go higher than good, so that's probably what y'all looking for. But if you're expecting anything other than good, then I wouldn't listen. So... Yeah. After. All right, I saw Spider-Man Far From Home. And just to open it up with... Wow. The MCU does it again. I mean, I feel like that's how I'm going to open up all my Marvel-related movies unless they're just not what I was expecting. Cough, cough, Captain and Marvel. But, um, yeah, it's, Wow. But well, we're gonna we're gonna get into it. You know, I like to always start out with the positives because I'm such a positive person. So that's what I'm gonna start out with the positives. So uh positives from Spider-Man Far From Home. Typical fun, typical MCU fun. And that is that breaks down into a lot of things. The action or the actors, starting with Tom Holland. I feel he's the ultimate embodiment of Peter Parker. Just because he has, the, you know, he's actually in high school for the most part. Looks like he's in high school, at least when the movies, when the franchise started. Um, and he just had that childish, that, you know, that, one, that, that childlike wonder. Just felt like a kid being handed these powers and adjusting to them like a kid would, you know, making poor decisions that he, you know, that, are, that aren't really thought out, but he making them very quickly. Thanks. They make sense, but they don't, you know, not really wanting all that responsibility, being scared, um, you know, just just handling things like a, a high schooler would with all that power. So I think that's dope. He embodies that very well. He's, his acting in the movie is great. You know, the movements are very Spider-Man-like. So I just think he just killed it, and he killed it again in this movie. So kudos to him, especially with handling more weight. You know, you lost your child or your your father-like figure in Tony Stark, and you don't really want to um, hark on it too much because then you'll get emotional. But 
he knows that he's got thrust this responsibility, especially when uh, uh, Tony Stark leaves him a gift. Oh yeah, spoiler alert! Forgot I need to. I need to remember. Spoiler alert! I ain't. I ain't holding myself back. I ain't got time for that. So if you want to keep listening, full spoiler alert. But yeah, Tony Stark gifts him something, and with that gift, he feels a burden of responsibility, and then he ends up passing that gift along because he thinks he's not the one who should have it, and then he ends up regretting it very quickly. And you know, you're just learning his lesson and stuff like that. So uh, he kind of had something like that when, or in the first movie where Tony Stark gave him the new fancy suit. So. The writing along with Tony or Tom Holland's acting, I feel like, really just embodies that Peter Parker, and he's just dope at it. New addition to the franchise, Jake the Goat Jilly. Jake Gyllenhaal, the man himself. The bubble boy himself. The enemy himself. Have you ever seen Enemy? Or if you haven't ever seen Enemy, go check it out. One of the greatest movies of all time. Uh, the prisoner himself. Even though he wasn't a prisoner, a prisoner, but whatever. Uh, he's just a man of many great performances and feet. The broke back mountain, one half of the duo himself. Jake Gyllenhaal. Uh, I thought he bodied this performance. I was getting a little worried, though, because when the movie started, he was just acting very regular. Like, just it was like any actor could have played his role, and it was starting to get worrisome. But once the uh, quote-unquote twist with his character happened, which we all knew his character was going to have a twist, he wasn't always going to be an ally to Spider-Man. Something uh, something with his character was going to change midway through so he can become the villain that the comic books have made him to be. I mean, he is the master of... Not disguise, illusion? He's good. His power is, you know, uh, creating illusions, whatever. And when we knew that was going to play into it somehow, at least we hoped, fingers crossed, and thank goodness they did it. But once he uh, went through that, or once we saw that twist come through with his character, then he started acting uh, great. He was getting into his Jake Gyllenhaal bag, something that only Jake Gyllenhaal can do. So I really appreciated that. So I thought his character was best second half of the movie forward and I really appreciate that really enjoyed it he you know did his thing but Mysterio the character himself I'm saying it this might be uh off of just uh the high of seeing it you was what have you done for me lately but he's definitely in my opinion one of the best MCU villains if you ask me like for the first half and I said nah but the second half power wise no but them illusions that he was, him and his team was creating, I thought was dope. Like those scenes and those movies, the scene or their first illusion scene that he put Spider-Man through, like that's top notch. Like it was good to see Mysterio's character or his powers come to life on the big screen like that, and the technology and all that stuff, just how that was put into play. For especially within 2019, I thought that was very dope. So kudos to them. But how? He used that as his uh, power, and then what he it did to Peter Parker at the very end of the movie, how his how his decision or how his you know his planning or whatever how that's going to affect Peter Parker slash Spider Man moving forward, I think will make him one of the more 
are one of the better MCU villains because of the impact that he had on the character. I'm saying it. I don't care if anybody disagrees because I know I'm right. So Jake Gyllenhaal bodied it. Mysterio bodied it. Um, Samuel Jackson was, you know, typical Samuel Jackson. His character has a little uh, twist as well. So you got to stay for the end credit, the very end credit scene to see that. So I thought that was a, a little cool um, joke slash hint at what we could see going forward. Uh, what else we got? Who else? Zendaya, she was given a lot more to do this time around. And so her character was able to expose more sides of her. So not that just straight weird girl who keeps that same, not stale, but dull, even kill, like weirdo, evil slash vibe, look, personality, whatever. She was able to slightly break out of that mode and show more of a high schooler who puts up this facade because she, ultimately, she's just scared and doesn't know how to act around people. So she puts up this wall that, you know, makes her comfortable. And that's just what all kids are, basically. So it was glad to see them peel them layers back in Zendaya. She was, you know, she did her thing with that. We're starting to see her do more, especially like if you watch Euphoria, her doing something that she's completely or that we're completely not accustomed to seeing her do and her able to show her talents through these roles and able to see her more often, I think is dope. So shout out to Zendaya uh, from the, the co-stars in the flick. Everybody just Peter's friends, everybody from Ned. I forget his real name. Everybody in there. Uh, Betty. Uh, I, I know her name because she was in Nice Guys. Ang- Angry Rice, is that your name? She was good. Everybody was good. Everybody was solid when it came to the acting. So I was definitely proud of the movie on that front. I uh, said the movie was funny. Uh, but we'll touch on that in a little bit uh, a, a little bit later. Uh, what else? The action, it was good, but mainly... What stuck out to me was those illusion moments in the second half of the movie. I thought that was dope. Like, the first one, amazing. And then the second one where uh, Spidey uses his, uh, as they call it in the movie, his Peter Tingle. That's probably one of my favorite scenes so far in a movie this year. Because I thought that was just, thought that was awesome. I kind of had, like, the feel of when I was watching Darth Vader in Rogue One, that end scene where he just finally decided to get in his Darth Vader bag and show what he can do kind of felt that way when I was watching Peter getting his or Spidey getting his little Peter tingle on no matter how nasty that sounds I thought that was thought that was awesome um and yeah once again just want to give a big shout out to the storyline with Mysterio I thought how that was portrayed in this movie and brought to life I thought it was awesome thought it was awesome. I thought it was awesome. And then last but not least, another positive in the movie for me is the first post credit scene. Amazing. I was shocked. I didn't think they was going to go the full handcuffs off. They was like, you know what? We don't care. We got to get people excited for uh, what's going after Avengers Endgame. And this is the way to do it. Throw just complete, just would have felt like a disaster is awaiting to approach as in the, you know, just within the movie universe, not the quality of the movie, just complete disaster, complete chaos is about to hit. And let's just go for it. And then we get a special cameo. 
everything we've been saying we want to see. I'm not going to spoil it. I'm spoiling a lot of stuff, but I'm not going to spoil it. Get a special cameo for a character playing this role. And it was all, it was the only person we wanted to see in the role mainly, even though the likelihood of that happening seemed slim based off of what this person has already done. Wink, wink, if you catch my drift. Uh, So seeing this person be put in that role was a a complete surprise to me. I'm surprised it wasn't spoiled. And if it was, I completely forgot. So that's the best type of, that's the best type of spoilers. Once you look up, you'll be like, oh, that's cool. And then forget when you see the movie, the best type. Um, Yeah, so I just, I really give the movie credit for just being fun and all those different aspects. uh, Great in all those different aspects and really just giving Peter that really, that high school, um, that high school roller coasters, uh, roller coaster of emotions, really, because uh, I'm sorry, a superhero high school kid, this roller coaster of emotion, because he's dealing with all this saving the world type of stuff, as well as trying to get the girl that he likes to like him and do something nice for her, as well as dealing with this burden of responsibility of carrying on a torch from his mentor that he feels like he's not old enough to carry. And I just all thought all that was done, done well. All right, now let's hit the negatives up. Movie started halfway through. I was like, nah, this is not better than Homecoming. It was still a fun movie, but in my head, I just naturally go there, unfortunately, and I was like, it's just not better than Homecoming. I'm not laughing as much. Still was laughing. Still was having a good time. Don't get me wrong. Just wasn't laughing as much. The action wasn't as... Well, the action in Homecoming wasn't special, but just it felt like it was going down the same trek as Homecoming feel-wise, like, wasn't overabundance of action, was relying on humor and dealing with the characters, so since I wasn't having as much fun with the characters, because this wasn't my first time dealing with them, um, I just wasn't, wasn't really, like, I I was 100% sure that Homecoming was better, but the, so that was the issue, but then the second half of the movie, that's when this feeling started to get muddled, so I'm still not sure, but first half, yeah, also in the first half, the graphics, I was shocked, looked subpar at moments, and I was, I was appalled. I was tripping. I had to do like the one of those quick head shakes or like make sure I'm not tripping. But at some moments, it did look like I'm not gonna blame it on John Watts. I'm just blame it on just give a general blame. So whoever wants to catch this blame, go ahead, be a good volunteer. But I was I wasn't feeling it, and it was mainly the CGI moments where Peter was out of costume and was moving around through the sky with his webs and running and doing all the action pack stuff you know no human is actually really doing all those moments it looked weird to me like I know I know we see those type of moments in when he's in the the costume and it looks more bearable now with the technology unlike back in the day where it just looked crazy but now it looks more bearable but then still trying to get it 100% where it looks real when he's out of costume and we ain't got there yet and I feel like it really showed in these moments um next I had a problem with logic in the movie like I'm, I'm not it's not a big thing that was a problem but I just felt like things and by logic I mean like how things were figured out the logic that was used because it was too quick to be figured out like Peter and MJ they which they did not call her Michelle, not once in this movie. I do want to point that out. It was all MJ. So just because one time she says, my friends call me MJ. That was like, all right, that's code for we can call you MJ. That 
that's really a weird way to force the character MJ into this movie. Like, just just because you wanted it to be a surprise because her name was Michelle, like, was that really worth the hubbub? I just just throwing that out there. Um, but by that I mean like when Peter and MJ figured out that Mysterio was lying to them, they figured out that very quickly. Um, the logic of when it came to Mysterio, how he explained his past and where he came from. That seemed like everybody just took him out on his word at face value. Like even Samuel L. Jackson, or not Samuel L. Jackson, Nick Fury didn't even question him. Like I know him and his team did good. They had real believable, they had a real believable scheme going on. But still, like no one's going to question the fact that he said he came from a different world, different dimension or whatever. Like, I know, based off of what we've seen so far, and I know y'all, a lot of y'all was gone for five years, so you're kind of, like, getting your bearings back, but still, like, no one questioned that. Um, and just, just 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 story decisions when it comes to just giving details with it, so mainly that type of stuff, uh, the way the characters were moving in and out of the, uh, the school trip and what the point of that was. It's just little details like that. And then also, logically... If my mom or aunt, who is my guardian, found out that I was a vigilante superhero, even though I've saved the world a bajillion times, would she be all gravy with me going out and doing this? No. But Aunt May, she was more for Peter being Spider-Man than Spider-Man was being Spider-Man, even sending along his costume when he didn't even want to do it when he went on the trip. She was all for it. She was bringing him to um, social outings, charity events, and stuff like that. She was a little bit, she was a little bit too much into it. Um, but yeah, just just, just logical uh, stuff like that, and then the action in the movie. I would have liked to seen the action up the up a little more. Like I get it, this is more of a um, down to earth action franchise because this is a character who is just a high school kid, even though he has a bunch of powers. So you can't really put him in the most ridiculous Avenger size uh, positions, but. I feel like they they went that route in the first Spider-Man, but this one I would like to see it more since he's not in New York, so you're not really worried about destroying New York. You're worried about destroying all these other foreign countries that he's never going to visit again unless he's with the Avengers or something. So I'd just like to see them do that. But the creativity used in the third act with Mysterio and his powers I thought was a dope way to try to make up for it. So kudos to the uh, the Marvel family, the Marvel team, all the people behind the Spider-Man uh, Far From Home gang. Kudos to that Mysterio idea. I thought it was super dope. Even though they never explained to us why he was wearing the fishbowl on his head. But you can pick up on it once you've watched the movie. So didn't really need to that to be verbalized. Also didn't like that when Peter gets hit by a train in this movie, a very fast speeding bullet train, he doesn't die. He just got some injuries that needs to be stitched up. He got some little blood and some cuts. But in that moment, he should have died. So that was a little bit bothersome. But other than that, it's just the fact that mainly that it needed better action uh, more memorable action besides the Mysterio illusion stuff and the second half got it off to a hard start just because it wasn't living up to being as great or greater than what Homecoming did but second half really tried its best to make up for it so 
that is my thoughts on Spider-Man Far From Home. If I was to grade it on my popcorn rating scale, zero being no popcorn, five all the way being a, a five equaling a large buttery popcorn. Um, and then my point fives along the way are are being substituted for courtesy cups. So you got a zero, no popcorn. One is a snack pack. Two is a small popcorn. Three is a medium. Four is a large, and the five being that large buttery popcorn. This is a tough one, but I think I am going to go with a large popcorn for this one. Um, it's tough. I feel like it could change. I could, it could go a, I could go a courtesy cup in either direction, but I think I'm just going to stay firmly at a large popcorn. Great movie. I'm also biased with Marvel movies, but this was fun. Has one of my favorite actors of all time in it, Jake Gyllenhaal, who I thought would play a great villain. The creativity of Mysterio really upped the movie for me. In the post credit scene, I'm telling you, it really probably moved it up a whole notch for me. That's how that's how effective those good things were for me in the movie, even if it might not be better than Spider-Man Homecoming or, you know, of course, better than any other Marvel movie or even if it's not at the top of like the Marvel movie echelon, yeah, that's right, echelon. I still believe it is a uh, a large popcorn for me. And if I was to put it on like a Spider-Man specific scale, I guess I would say it's four Mysterio drones out of five. Once you see the movie, you'll know. Like I could have spoiled more for y'all, could have, but I didn't. So be happy. But anyways. This has been Before and After Reviews, Spider-Man Far From Home. Go check it out as many times as you want. Go support Jake Jilly Gang. Um, it's your boy, Leo Archibald. Not your boy. I ain't nobody's boy. It's everybody's favorite, Leo Archibald, a.k.a. Leo the Average, a.k.a. him, a.k.a. Hey You, a.k.a. Hey, hey You over there. Uh, this has been a Winnie Arch Company production also associated with Leo the Average, or Leo's, I'm sorry, that's my, that's my name, Leo's Average Thoughts, which is also a Winnie Arch production, uh, Winnie Arch Company production, go check out the reviews on Leo's Average Thoughts on Instagram, Winnie.Arch on Instagram at Winnie Arch Company on, is it Winnie Arch Company or Winnie Arch on SoundCloud, and more avenues coming soon. But, um, yeah, go see Spider-Man and uh, swing your way into theaters and go see Spider-Man. Uh, don't get more clever than that.